Hello and welcome to the Atharvana podcast. Uh, I'm Aditya. Uh, in this episode, uh, we'll be talking about a film uh, that I believe you would revisit several times through this year and probably for much longer. Uh, it's Leo Jokes Pelicheri's Nanpagal Nairatha Mayakam that released in January of this year and recently came out on uh, Netflix uh, with a, a screenplay by uh, S. Harish, uh, it stars Mamuti, uh, Ramya Pandian, Ramya Subi, Puram, Puramu, Ashokan and others. Um, to talk about it, we have two guests. Uh, we have our pod regular uh, Deepak. Hi, Deepak. Hey, Adi. Uh, good to be back on the pod. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, and we also have uh, Srikan Srinivasan, uh, critic, author, programmer who goes by JFB on Twitter. Uh, and if, like me, you have been on film Twitter long enough, you're probably familiar with Srikan's writings uh, for more than a decade. Uh, hi, Srikan. Hi, Aditya. Nice to be here. Um, thanks for joining. And I, I, I watched this film twice in the theaters, which is quite uh, miraculous because here in Chennai, it played for like uh, five days because it released in the lull between uh, the Pongal Tamil releases and Patan. Uh, so it never got a longer run than that. Uh, it played from like a Friday to Tuesday, Wednesday or some such. Uh, and my second time was probably the last show here. Uh, so uh, we start with Srikanth, who I must say, wrote a couple of passionate reviews of the film on his website. I'll, I'll link to them in the show notes. Uh, it frankly surprised me because uh, Srikanth's writing is fabulous, but usually dispassionate and devoid of unnecessary adjectives. But he's championed this film so passionately that we wanted to have him on this podcast to talk about it. Uh, Srikanth, uh, why don't you start about your like what you felt after the initial viewing? I don't know if you watched it in IFFK or earlier or sometime between... But yeah, can you talk about the first watch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't watch the film at IFFK. I was not at IFFK. I, I actually didn't um, realize that the film had premiered at IFFK. I mean, it was on the back of my mind. But uh, usually I kind of, I'm very busy in December. So I, I, I didn't even like pay attention to the kind of buzz around the film. But when it released in January, I had a little time. So I thought I'll go to the theater and... Um, the, I saw it on January 22, I think. That's uh, the, that's the Monday after the release or the Tuesday after the release. And I was kind of, uh, um, even while watching the film, I, I was kind of, I had the feeling that I was talking with it and instead of being talked down to. And that's one of the reasons I kind of, I was, um, I, I wrote the first review of the film in the form of a letter to Lijo uh, Speliseri. And it wasn't like a rhetorical uh, I mean, it, it wasn't a rhetorical maneuver on my part. It was something that I was convinced even while uh, watching the film that it's like the film kind of enables a conversation. And I, I was stunned. I mean, I was just speechless uh, after the first viewing and I was uh, sure that I wanted to watch it again. And uh, I mean, to kind of give a give a sense of how much I like the film, if I had to make a, a list of 10 greatest film, Indian films ever made, I, today and I, I would probably put this film on there and uh, I've seen the film four times now thrice in theater and uh, once on uh, OTT and every time it kind of stuns me um, so it's just it's like a shooting star in the Indian cinematic landscape if I can see that so um, yeah so uh, pretty um, a majestic work and I, I kind of got a sense of that in the first viewing but it was in the second viewing that I was really convinced about that and um, yeah, so many, so many thoughts around it. And uh, I, I've written about 4,000 words now, so I'm bound to repeat myself. But um, yeah, the film is, uh, the film allows for the spectator to kind of uh, be themselves 
and kind of converse with the film and i i i i don't recall a lot of films uh, doing that in recent memory yeah yeah that's actually a good way to put it uh, deepak you 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 are the most recent watch uh, i think you just watched it yesterday or today so uh, how fresh is, is it and what kind of an impact it had yeah i'm i'm less than 24 hours removed from watching the film for the first time and i think like the the one thing that i have in my mind for sure is that i will probably revisit it uh, for multiple reasons right one is it's like just chock full of great acting and uh it's a really good throwback to like the stationary camera of like you know films of a certain time that i really really love like the, the camera is not doing a lot you know it's like we live in a we live in a world where cam- the, the the cinematography and the editing is trying to do so much in films these days that this was such a welcome change uh, so for, stylistically i know for a fact that i will just revisit it uh as a calming mechanism right it's like it's a really good palate cleanser away from all of the regular pot boiler stuff that we watch uh but then also it, it uh i i will revisit it because i think a lot of the themes are still percolating in my head and so uh, what you guys will see or what the listeners will probably see over the course of this podcast is me sort of processing the film for the first time uh, through this conversation <laughs> yeah and that's a um the, the stationary camera is something uh, I, i think uh, uh, is quite uh surprising because one thing is because nobody uh, i think expected that from uh, lejo of all people and that is definitely uh, something um, unexpected when uh, people uh, encounter this film for the first time and uh, also that uh, in a very cliche sort of way uh, this sort of filmmaking is associated with you know uh, the, the, the the quote unquote art film or the quote unquote not so engaging film but this is there is something very very engaging about this film even when you do, you don't have the camera doing much and and i think um, uh, uh, srikant did write about it in, in in the the letter that he was talking about uh, once again i'll link it in the uh, show notes um, and, and there there are, there are only master shots in the film there are really no uh, um, uh, like reverse uh, shot reverse shot and there's no close up there's nothing that's all there's only one uh, uh, with uh, mamuti in right in the end uh, and i think uh, shrikant did write about the the use of master shots uh, shrikant so can you can you expand on that uh, right aditan deepak and and this is a, an aspect that uh, fortunately almost every review has remarked that the film unfolds in in almost like almost exclusively in static shots and uh, here i want to kind of get some theoretical issues out of the way because it's a little pedantic but i think it's relevant to the film that uh, the static shots are really um, a very a self conscious way of uh, framing the film and in in the sense that uh, uh, the film is um, kind of reminding us that we are looking at it through the frame and uh, it is for me it draws so strongly for, from the european painting tradition because there are a number of shots in which uh, i mean the perspective lines can kind, of, kind of converge right in the middle so this is a, a film that directly kind of uh, grapples with the albertian perspective of uh, renaissance painting and that's why i had talked about the insistence on z axis in the in the in the frame in the, in the review and uh, the film is so uh, the film plays so so strongly on the z axis that um that it it really converges with the tradition of painting and in in the painting tradition 
the perspective stands for uh, a very uh, it, what it effectively does is, is that it it places the spectator um, at the point where he can contemplate the world through a window and uh, and and this tradition of uh, perspective painting was inherited by the european theater and then the american theater and uh, film uh, the hollywood tradition essentially took up this theatrical tradition so this idea of the frame as a window is uh, really crucial to a kind of realistic filmmaking it it it, it wasn't until the the modernist revolution of the uh, 50s and the 60s where the frame itself becomes a, a kind of a, a mirror rather than a window which reflects back our our gaze so to speak uh, so this uh, this idea of the frame as a window into the world and the frame as a mirror through which we see ourselves or 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 a or a or or a or a frame where we kind of contemplate the surface of the screen itself uh, is a, is a tension that has kind of characterized much of modern cinema and here i think nanpagal nerathum ayakam really i mean it's it may not do it consciously but it really has these uh, tensions play out in the way it frames the shots uh, for example um, uh, right from the beginning where 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 a man kind of the first shot there's a man who gazes into the mirror and there are three mirror shots in the film and twice in the beginning and uh, and and we are kind of reminded that there is a kind of uh, uh, reflection that's happening and this is most uh, uh, what do you call the most it's it's most pertinent or it's it's very pointed in the scenes in the bus where we are uh, we look at the passengers head on and they are looking above at their television and it, that setup actually mirrors the theater audience who are sitting side by side elbow by elbow to each other looking up at the screen and the whole film uh, the whole uh, journey is kind of reflecting our spectatorship and the spectatorship of the people in the bus and uh, and even during the bus it's they are filmed head head on by the frame and within the frame there are the bars of the window which frame them further and then within that uh, mamuti is ha- i mean seated with his Uh, hands folded as if he's like framing himself so there's a lot of frame within frame setup that goes on through the film and all this has the um effect or the outcome of making us interrogate our own uh, spectatorship so yeah so that um uh, that that play of screen as a window and as a mirror is uh, at work throughout the film and uh, and i think if we come to that uh, the question of belief and suspension of disbelief all that hangs uh, around this question where uh, i mean are we ready to enter the frame or enter the window and suspend our disbelief or do we stay on the frame and then kind of uh, look at it look at the story that's unfolding with skepticism so uh, the frame the static frame i think is fundamental to what the film is doing and uh, what it's achieving yeah lijo always uh... uh has this fantastic element that he talks about right like it's there i mean you have to eliminate his first film uh you know which i think is not not really a lijo film it's probably uh, you know like the uh, an initial you know sort of like you know like a student filmmaker trying to make something because they finally found a camera and finally found some funds so if you eliminate that uh starting from his second film and especially peaking in amen and thereafter there is this constant sense of fantasy and here shrikant mentioned there he's trying to make a realistic film but fantasy is always in the background right like there is there is this constant soundtrack of 
cinema uh and it's always cinema of a certain time that's there in the background it's always running through and that specific shot that you mentioned of him uh, uh you know like waking up from that like mid mid afternoon slumber uh and uh like transitioning from from being uh, this parochial malayali achayan uh, to uh this uh, you know like rustic tamil villager that happens like so it happens so well and it 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 feels very much like shrikant mentioned like he's going if if you if being on one side of the window is you are an observer and on, on the other side of the window you are a player if the frame is a window and on one side of the window you are an observer and on the other side of the window you are a player he it's literally filmed as someone who is going through that looking glass or looking window and it feels almost surreal because the sound warps the it, it's like the one time i think where you have like a uh, it's, it's 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 either it's either a dutch angle shot or like he's like he's moving towards the camera and like something very like very uh, yeah, uncharacteristic of the rest of the film happens in that shot and so uh, it, it i i it, you could tell that something was going to happen especially in terms of like the confidence with which mamuti would walk through a place that he clearly has never been to and right? it's literally in the middle of nowhere uh the his 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 gait his posture everything has changed and uh, as you even even nothing happens in those nothing happens in those scenes right like he's just he just gets down from the bus and walks in sort of a very purposeful way that is not someone who's just looking for a place to be or you know like who who who's trying to find like the the normal reasons why someone would stop a bus in the middle of nowhere i i particularly enjoyed those two pieces the, the idea of the cinema running consistently in the background and the 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 way in which that shot sort of like plays in contrast to the rest of the film really underlines i think shrikant's point about the frame being a window from one side to the other uh so that was my big thought actually like i said i am actually processing it as i hear both of your comments so uh that makes a lot of sense to me now and and, and you did say something about how the bus is used is there something that you want to expand on um i i just wanted to add to a a point that you two made uh, that shot where he says uh, stop the bus and uh, deepak you rightly mentioned the sound i what happens is the sound kind of uh comes into being in that shot where he has slept and he's just waking up and there is this wobbled sound that kind of as if it comes from yeah. under water so there is a dissociation that happens from his perception there and it's mirrored in the out of focus shot at the end where he kind of wakes up from this uh, spectral vision of sundaram so uh, yeah so th- th- there is a there is a kind of um, manipulation of sound that happens in that particular shot yeah i thought that the bus journey i so i have spent a lot of time in buses uh both in less in kerala but a lot in tamil nadu a lot more in tamil nadu and this idea of i think like the the shots within the bus really capture uh they, they really capture the essence of a of a journey of that type right where you know there's a, there is this need for uh, some sort of stimulation uh to happen and if that stimulation is not available 
then quickly everybody drifts law drifts off into a stupor of some sort it, it need not necessarily uh be uh, sleep uh, i feel like bus journeys are are in some senses like a a, a a movie theater without a movie playing you you are in the midst of a large group of people and yet you can feel very incredibly lonely if this sound stimulus or visual stimulus because most of the buses now have like they have like you know video coaches and there's very few other than like the overnight buses the sleeper buses most buses play music also now so uh, it's very it's very random that there is a or, or now people mostly have headphones in their own ears and so it's, it's very rare that you don't feel alone in the midst of a, such a large group of people and i thought the bus the the, the bus journey captures this really well where they are like constantly trying like the drivers like constantly trying to keep them stimulated in some way and <laughs> mamuti is like stop like i don't need all this stuff and then like quickly everybody drifts into a stupor i thought like the this it's quite rare uh, uh buses used to be a pretty significant part of uh i think malayalam cinema at a certain point and the those ksrtc buses and stuff have sort of disappeared from cinema especially in malayalam and i thought this was a very good yeah i know th- i know this is not a government bus per se but i thought this is a very good um it's a very good comeback bus film uh, at least that's what i thought when i watched the film shikant i think like you wanted to say something about the bus aspect as well uh yeah i mean i agree with the uh, i mean your uh, observation that i mean you need something to distract otherwise you're oh, you're too much with yourselves and then um, definitely i mean the tv as it uh, it performs the same function at, as it does at home you cannot tolerate one another without the mediation of the television so especially on a pilgrimage and if if you're not happy about if you're not one who would blend into a, a crowd of pilgrims you will stick out and mamuti i mean this is a film about big uh about the essential loneliness of man and all that it's about this tension between individual and community which is for this film really irreconcilable and they're uh sitting uh, like mamuti does uh not blending into the crowd and kind of kind of being um, detached from the crowd is it, it spoke so strongly to me and there is also an anecdotal element that here i want to add because second time uh, the second time i watched the film i was the first time i was almost in an empty empty theater so it was fine the second time i on the right i had this uh, middle aged malayalam man who was uh, who had come with his mother and then he was commenting on the film laughing out loud and he was always doing this parallel commentary to the film which has become really common after this ott thing and on my left were two uh, young tamil gentlemen boys really and one of them had their phone in front of i mean he had a phone in front of him and he was looking at the screen over the phone so the phone was always there so i was it was like i had this sound commentary on the right and this video commentary on the left and i just couldn't sit there and exactly at the moment where uh, mamuti says shut up don't sing anymore i kind of got up and then went to the first row to be alone again so uh, i mean this is like an anecdotal whatever i mean synchronicity or whatever but uh, but it the film does speaks strongly to the desire of being alone wanting to be alone in a crowd and i think this journey on a bus as pilgrims perfectly captures that yeah that's i think like that's what the bus did for me it sort of reminded me of my own 
like you, you have to be with these other people but <laughs> you know you have to find a way to be with these other people kind of thing that that's the that's sort of like the big that's the reason why the bus sort of stood out to me um and it's like totally in contrast with the with his vehicle of choice for the rest of the film right like he's on a tvs 15 that he's riding by himself through the village and he has a certain amount of independence and uh, uh solitude that he sort of enjoys right like he has a sense of freedom that he doesn't have in the bus uh, and i thought it it contrasted those two things uh, very very well i don't know if uh, any uh, um, uh, writing on the film captured it but it's, it's more of a a very um, uh, not so well formed thought in my head it's uh, about the sort of a, uh, we, we talked about community we, we mentioned community and uh, there is a, a precarity of language in the film like this is a malayalam film it's also a tamil film uh, and uh, it's essentially about uh, one man uh, 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 thinking that he belongs at one place and the rest of them uh, thinking that he belongs somewhere else um, or, or the other way around and uh, there is this whole uh, concept of home and uh, uh, whose land it is and whose home it is and at, at the same time uh, the film never uh, even teases uh, that these people uh, cannot understand each other uh even in a um, you know even in 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 the in the in the complex ways like they they the, the one one group speaks uh, tamil the other group speaks malayalam but they perfectly get each other they don't they don't really have any um you know the the, the very uh, uh usual uh, misunderstandings or, or miscommunication as such and 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 you have the whole um uh, uh, the 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 ilango character saying that neengalo nammalunga and there's always free movement and there's always free communication except for you know uh, someone like uh, the uh, someone like uh, sundaram's um, brother uh, and uh, i i thought this this was and, and mamuti being you know the 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 star and the actor that he is who, who has uh, traversed both tamil and malayalam films with with quite some ease um uh, unlike maybe many other actors i mean you have so many tamil films and um and, and you have tamil speakers and malayalam speakers and you have tamil actors and malayalam actors and and, and i thought this whole language barrier and the politics of language is actually important to the film which uh, which I, i i don't think a lot of people i don't know if, i mean i i i, ha- I haven't explored it myself but i don't think any writing if, if any they explored it of course there are like complete readings of the film but is there something that struck you with respect to that either of you um yeah definitely the language is one crucial aspect and there is a joke that this filmmaker and the scriptwriter are playing that uh these two pe- two groups of people especially the malayalis who have these notions about the tamils and uh, what w- how would it be when they are just put together in to this uh, impossible situation and they have to sort it out among themselves so there is definitely a kind of uh, undermining of these prejudices that's happening and because it's it the film obviously kind of doesn't partake of any of this prejudices and then it says that you are all like finally you are all clueless about how to do, deal with this situation and uh, here there's also the question of um, um mamuti's yeah uh, star text as it were um, because mamuti as you said has acted in both uh, uh, many languages including tamil and malayalam and then 
um to him to kind of cast him in this role where he is not accepted by a tamil community has a meta textual resonance but again um, mamuti is simply great in this film but i've read a lot of reviews that say that he just blends into the sundaram character and he's seamless and i think that does a great disservice to what he's achieving here mamuti doesn't really blend into the sundaram character he has a malayalam accent he he does stick out and i think that's the point of the film that james can never ever be sundaram and mamuti can approximate the real but he can never become the real and i think the tension of not kind of uh, being this asymptote as it were never intersecting with the real is there uh, in mamuti's performance and, uh, uh, and 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 the film makes it clear that mamuti uh james is a body that carries sundaram so uh it's james voice is james image that the villagers see it's even though it may be sundaram inside it comes through his vocal cords and it is uh, it, there is a discrepancy between uh, what james thinks he is and what he actually is so uh, uh the language is that that site where where these discrepancies play out i think so yeah yeah i think that's a uh, i mean uh, uh, you actually articulated very well because uh, that that's one of the um, uh, great things about uh, casting mamuti like 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 yeah uh, uh, he is definitely uh, imperfect as uh, sundaram yeah. um, it's, it's not completely sundaram uh, and, and 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 that is something uh, mamuti can do like mamuti can turn in many films like you you always you always know that yeah he uh oh you speak in tamil in this film but uh, you don't really hear a malayalam accent but yeah maybe if you look for it you do hear the malayalam accent so he's he, he, there's always that aspect uh, to his performances but when when you actually have uh, many other actors in malayalam accent tamil you do have a very uh, thick malayalam accent coming in and so so which is why the the whole mamuti casting really uh, uh, plays into the whole uh, concept of sundaram uh, deepak you have uh, any thoughts on this yeah i mean this film doesn't exist without mamuti i'm just saying that right now right not not because of the not because of his performances yeah, yeah. but i don't like the, the like the it just doesn't make sense with any other actor right like the it is completely to to lejo's script i i don't actually i honestly don't know how the script was written whether it was like oh i mamuti said he wanted to make a film with lejo and then lejo wrote this because i almost feel like that's how it would have been done because if lejo wrote a film for mamuti this is how it would be and i so i i want to i want to start at the original question that you asked adi and end at uh, what shrikant was talking about about like how uh, like james is like the, the sundaram that we see yeah is not the true corporeal sundaram that everybody is used to right is is just a is just a loose approximation that he's the closest approximation that someone like james can get to uh so let, let me start with the first question which is on language right you mentioned that this is both a malayalam film uh, and a tamil film i would say this is a this is a malayalam film and a tamil film but i think the intended audience is very clearly malayalis uh for and, and i'll say why so they often there is a word that is used quite frequently in the malayalam that is the malayalam the malayali bus contingent uses this word uh and this is a word that is you know within malayali within malayali circles it's a word that is used as a sort of derogatory term to refer to uh 
uh, refer to people from Tamil Nadu or who have a sort of heavy Tamil influence in their Malayalam and something that I'm guilty of, right? Uh, I'm a Malayali, but I have a heavy Tamil film influence in my Malayalam or accent and sort of the way I speak Malayalam. Uh, the word that they use is Pandi. And the, the word Pandi is a is a sort of a derogatory, it, it, it's not like, you know, like it, it's not of a high order of racial slur, but it is kind of a derogatory term that uh, that you that you that the Malayalis use towards uh, Tamilians, and you see that that word is used consistently while this group of Malayalis is enjoying the largest and the the graciousness of their host villagers in Tamil Nadu. Yeah. They they keep despite how accommodating these people are of a band of random people from a bus like just walking around their village and like. Uh, you know, likely eating their food and <laughs> drinking their water. Uh, the, the the villagers say nothing, right? Like, and so it's very clearly to me targeted to a Malayali audience to say, like, guys, stop, right? Like, you're don't don't do this. In some senses, so that's why I felt like the audience was very. On the contrary, you don't ever, you don't ever see the Tamilians say. Largely anything derogatory about I, I, Malayalam. I, I, I have a question about that. That's is 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 Malayalam quasi derogatory? I, I don't think so. Right? Like, exactly. I okay. like I don't mm. I don't I don't I, I don't because think that, that's, that's a word constantly used in the film and also I mean in, you know in household I've heard that word being used. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't see that I, I mean I've never heard like Pandi I have very clearly know is used in a uh, in a in a derogatory sense. Like the I don't know if uh malayalatan is right it, to me it is uh, it's like saying tajavur karan like tajavur karan is not uh, derogatory it's just someone <laughs> from tajavur <laughs> right? uh, so uh, that the, that's the that's that's my reading of it at least right uh, and so that's why i felt like the the film sort of is very clearly targeted toward a, a malayali audience so the the interesting thing to me was there are probably there is probably only a handful of Malayalam uh, cinema references, right? That this film is just chock full of movie references, right? And there are only I think two uh, film like Malayalam film references. I think if I remember one, there is a Prem Nazir movie song, which Mal- which Mahuti makes fun of, like saying, "Hey, why don't you play an even older song that you know from even before the genesis of Malayalam cinema? There are a few <laughs> film songs. Why don't you play those?" So he makes fun of that. And then the second Malayalam film reference is like a meta reference to Mahuti himself. So the, the other yeah. thing that is a, a, a theme in the I mean, I, I, uh, I, I think it's the third one, which is it's kind of a reference. It's just the the or Arvindan's or it's like it's a reference to. It's on the back of the bus, but I don't know if it's a reference to the film, though. But yeah, uh, I, I don't. I, I so w- w- interesting. I, I didn't. I didn't know that because I, what I remember on the back of the bus is that is that it says Saradi Theatres uh, by Tilagan or something like that, right? Like there's a random reference to Tilagan, which I guess is a third reference to Malayalam cinema. Uh, the veteran actor Tilagan is referenced. Uh, somebody also, by the way, who played roles in both Tamil and Malayalam. Uh, the, the 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 and the Malay the the Mamuti movie that is shown on screen. Uh, in in the bus is is parambara where uh, uh, it is an example of a place where mamuti plays a dual role he plays the father and the son so that this film uh has a number of references to people who either go some drastic drastic change in body or have or who are or actors trying to inhabit two different roles in the same movie 
the the longest the longest reference is ratakanil right where mr radha goes from being this haughty like very very well off a uh, polished person to a decrepit like uh, leprosy patient uh so there's this like there is this corporeal transformation that happens for for mr radha so like that so th- that is there uh then of course you have mamuti himself playing both kannan and barrister rajnikanth from gauravam in that bar scene and he's fantastic by the way he shifts between those red the screen is split between red and green and he shifts between red and green with green being kannan and red being barrister rajnikanth he plays that really well in the bar when he's so if you think about it like he's actually playing four characters as five characters right like he's playing he's james playing sundaram playing barrister rajnikanth and uh <laughs> and kannan <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so he, does, he so there is the, there is this constant reinforcement and then of course like the irukkum idathai vittu illada idam thedi and that that song is again tiruvaruchalvar where i think uh, uh shivaji plays uh, uh upper i think he plays upper in the film and i think he plays a couple of other roles as well um so the, the, the there is this constant theme of actors trying to inhabit multiple roles even the selection of tamil like most of the films are tamil and most of the tamil films that are selected also have this kind of people trying to inhabit multiple roles or like have undergone major body change and so they that this major like you know uh, shift happening and uh, to me i think like that underlines the point that shrikant was making that you are always if if you are always reminded that both kannan and barrister rajnikanth are still shivaji ganesh you are all, even like whatever we say that you know shivaji lived this role and shivaji uh, acted that role and all that stuff like it's like it's still shivaji ganesh right like you the essence of the of the man is still there uh, and i think like that the whatever we whatever we try to say uh, yes james as sundaram suddenly seems to know all of the villagers he need, he seems to know like in intrinsically sundaram's daily routine uh, he knows where to go get he knows where his uh, his uh, pavaka fields are you know, he knows he's responsible for uh, you know for bringing milk to all the people's houses uh, he remembers that uh, that the place where the temple is coming up used to be a portal card he knows all of that stuff and yet he still not not sundara right the only person who doesn't know it is himself and like that is the sort of the lie you need to tell yourself <laughs> to 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 try to inhabit another person right like that it's it's a commentary on the process of acting itself like you have to lie to yourself first consistently to get people to almost believe that you are somebody else Uh, that it felt like a, a like an elaborate commentary on that by the choice of films that run in the background by the choice of like the cinema itself sort of existing in this as a like a running commentary in the background for the film uh, i i know a lot of people have you know a lot of people outside uh, tamil nadu and kerala have this um, um they are obviously uh, fascinated by all the references and uh, they they are not they don't they don't get the references um i'm i'm not sure how much uh, how how deep one uh, needs to go uh, uh, not exactly, i mean you definitely don't need to uh, to go to you know maybe to read the film but to enjoy the film itself of course it adds to the enjoyment of the film if you you're familiar with these things uh, but uh, it, it it is it is sort of a 
uh, covered from minefield, right? When you go into and analyze why it is there, and sometimes Ratakani does give a commentary uh, with the scene going on, and sometimes it does, and sometimes it's completely different. Um, like like you know the the, the Nirma uh, ad just comes off. Um, at, at the end of that very intense scene. Um, so, so what do you think about going into the rabbit hole of reading into the, all the references? Oh, absolutely. The film is just like, as Deepak said, it's chock-a-block with uh, all these uh, citations. And uh, Ratakanir obviously is a very big element in that. I was just watching Ratakanir before this call. I'm still shaken by the film. And uh, because it's, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've never seen it. And, and then this Amarada character who's like this agmak bastard uh, who's never, I mean, the likes of which we've never seen in Tamil cinema since, in my opinion. And and I think Amarada might be the greatest voice actor in Tamil it's, cinema. It's, it's actually a hugely entertaining film. <laughs> right, right. And and this kind of, uh, there is this uh, uh, this film and the, and the language is so beautiful in that film because in, in, in the film, the the kind of Tamil that you hear, I'm not surprised at all that Lijo is a big fan of uh, Tamil as a language because the kind of words that they use um, uh, is, is just, you don't hear it in, in, in Tamil Nadu now. For example, the word Bharta, which is uh, for husband, I, I believe it's the word in Malayalam, which is current, but, uh, yes, but in, Tamil, in Tamil, you don't hear the word Bharta for husband. And and when 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 the wife in Ratakani she sees a photograph of Emma Radha on that on, on the garbage in the garbage, she says, "Ungal komala urvam ipadi kupaymetu irikirade or something like that." And then, I mean, komala urvam you don't hear of <laughs> the, those words even in, in in Tamil film lyrics you don't hear. So language there and and that film has like a. Uh, at least a dozen words to describe a uh, uh, prostitute. And then uh, there is this whole anthology of words that the film is using and, and Nanpagal is referring to. So yeah, Ratakarnir is a big reference. And uh, there is the, the, the trope of one man leaving a woman to go to another woman is there. And then there is this beautiful scene in Ratakarnir where the uh, the wife of Imarada comes uh, to the prostitute in court, uh, uh, her home. And then asks for her husband to be returned, and it's it's such a uh, such a beautiful thing because it's even Ratakani plays on this uh, idea of uh, divine retribution or uh, divine play in the sense that Emaratha is essentially punished for his deeds. Um, I mean, out of nowhere, and that's uh, that goes with the cautionary tale that the film is. And even in 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 Nanpagal Nerathamayakam, there is this play of uh, I mean divine hand doing all this, and uh, and both of them, uh, both these films have this element of uh, transformation which happens out of nowhere because of this transcendent in, in, intervention, because uh, Emarada becomes a leper out of nowhere, and James becomes a Sundaram out of nowhere, and then comes back, and uh, this question of uh, yeah uh, this idea of immediate transformation is there uh, throughout the film it's just uh, and um, it's there in the question of acting and then um, uh, the question of just um, uh, uh, the question of uh, the references again so many songs are written by Kannadas and who's so I mean well known he was a well-known atheist who turned theist and he wrote books about Hinduism and so on so there is this overnight Damascene conversion or a Paulian conversion that's going on and um, yeah, and, and the references are playing a part, but I don't think for people who are not initiated into it, uh, it pays, um, I mean, 
it's it's it is interesting to know the references but i think you'll get lost in the details in the woods if you're looking for that and if you're trying to follow the subtitles you will not allow i think the specific quality of sound to affect you because he's doing that he's uh, separating the voice from the background music from the sakanir and so on so um the reference is very pleasurable but i think um you should i think it's better not to get too much uh, into that because otherwise you may risk getting up getting lost into that yeah i completely agree i think like the whole you should leave the reference to the academicians it's an entirely enjoyable movie even without all those things and um but but yeah, we we talked about the tamil film references but uh, going back to the uh, meta text um and, uh, as far as malayalam film is concerned uh, deepak we do have a lot of examples where ashokan and mohuti are friends and they have a lot of films together like that right that it goes back to a long time ago and that in itself is um, uh, it's sort of a malayalam film reference i mean that whole uh, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. i mean ashokan and yeah. film Ashokan and Mamuti came into the, the into the Malayalam film industry like roughly around the same time. They all yeah. did, right? Uh, I, I would say maybe Mamuti has a few years uh, in uh, over Ashokan, but like yeah. Mamuti's career wasn't just sort of a straight linear graph, right? There were times where he was struggling and he wasn't getting roles, and you you can see he's often playing. There are roles in the seventies where he's playing an old man, and like you know, there's there's roles where there's roles where he's shrividya's husband and uh, you know like shrividya's like <laughs> like quite a, you know quite a lot of more tenure than he does as a, as an actress then uh, the 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 specific thing i think like the film that you're thinking about is probably like arapetta kitty yeah yeah right? something like, like that yeah 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 so he, he i think ashokan's been uh, they are, people a lot of people forget that like uh, all of like Ashokan was introduced by like Ashokan came in through art house cinema right he was found and yeah yeah through the late 70s and yeah Padmaraj's first yeah. film right yeah yeah exactly yeah. Uh, so the these these are all uh, though we do know them as sort of commercial actors now they all came in through what what was the new wave of Malayalam cinema in the 70s and 80s uh, so yeah they 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 they've sort of traveled together for a long time it's it's unsurprising i would say uh, to see them together the i was very surprised by the rest of the cast though right like no, none of the rest of the cast are especially on the malayalam side like on the tamil side at least you, you there are some familiar faces like i, I forget the name of the actor he, the guy who was introduced by uh, sasikumar and nadodigal right like the the uh, as the politician he's there he's the younger brother i obviously don't know any of the villagers other than gm kumar who's the, who's sort of like the arandangi or the the guy who's responsible for the temple construction and sort of plays like the village head in some senses right but other than that there's like literally other than ashogan mamuti uh, uh and gm kumar uh, uh, there's literally no actors of any note in the film and you are never you are never there is not a single i would say bad performance or something any performance that detracts from what's happening on screen i found that i mean i, I know there are a lot of people who sort of go and like they just recruit there are a lot of directors who these days who just go to the village and then recruit people there and like get people to act but i was just 
uh, I was just amazed by just like the overall quality of great acting. Like even even the guy Murugan who's in uh who's in the uh, who's in that totem right like where the where the bitter gods are hanging from the uh, which by the way i thought was an interesting padmarajan reference it, the bitter gods are hanging it, it, as opposed to grapes the, the vines are the, the the it's not it's not grape oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's bitter good video it's as opposed because that it, it felt like a reference to uh uh padmarajan's namukuparkan uh, mundiri topugal it's namukuparkan pavaka topugal instead <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so that that that's the uh, even like the, the most random character uh, uh, actually even even the dog like even the dog has a role to play all the way to the bucket which adds to that spiritual factor that shrikant was talking about uh, in the film you you get this feeling that something ethereal is happening because even the animals seem to know something is afoot in this film in terms of reference maybe there there is one probably there's one not reference as but kind of one aspect of tamil film history or south indian film history that may help in uh, clarifying the film is that it's are uh, very explicitly playing on the mythological as a genre uh, usually mythological like trivalayadal and tiruvaruchelvar they they have uh, they open and close with divine dialogue they are just talking about uh the divine games that gods play and then uh, the scene shifts to earth where all these miracles happen and then we go back and they say that okay this is how the gods uh, uh behave and a lot of people are kind of uh, at least on twitter they're kind of confused and angry that uh, the film doesn't explain uh but if if these they if sundaram james's story were bookended by shots of shiva saying that uh, this is my tiruvalai idol everybody would be satisfied which is very ironic and the the film is uh, i mean i i do think that the film is playing with this these hindu crystal uh, mythologicals that used to be like a staple of the 70s and the 80s and i think at one point we do hear i think shivaji ganeshan who's playing jesus or something in some some movie and then he's in in nanpragan nerthu mekam we he, we hear him tell uh, i mean uh, tell the crowd that uh, let the person who has not sinned cast the first stone uh it sounds like shivaji's voice but i don't know which film he's played jesus maybe it's in a film in which there is a theater play that is happening in which he's playing jesus or something but uh, the, yeah it, the film nanpragal is playing with hindu and christian miracle stories and and the idea that uh, i mean from uh, james's wife's point of view it's like it's a, it's a kind of satyavan savitri story but from sundaram's wife's point of view it's like a mary magdalene story and so on so um, it it may help to know or be, at least be familiar with what the mythological as a genre in in tamil cinema is yeah actually and then ratakanir has a counterpoint to that right like ratakanir like the first half of the movie is sort of heavily pro rational mm. right like he is he is like going yeah. to town on on religion in the first half of that movie for the most part at least amar rada is and like that's what i think like most people like to remember that part of ratakadir they don't remember the latter half right like where he gets his come up ins in some senses mm-hmm. they don't remember that tiruvaruke tangaraj in ratakadir is sort of a take on silapadigaram if you ask me right mm-hmm. where like kanagi goes to manimegala and asks for kovalan back and that kind of thing like the, the that that sort of thing is there here as well i i think we should talk about the the mythological piece here uh 
as well because i think like the way it plays out the one is one aspect is this whole you can think of the bus as gods descending down on this village and doing a play and then and then leaving uh you can also like the other thing that i felt was uh, you, you the 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 bus the, the the people the rest of the people in the bus right the the person who's not the father in law the wife or the the son for them they have all these real world things that needs to happen like even their close relative who runs around the village looking for him the minute he gets he finds a jeep he gets in the jeep and like runs off like they have no patience for they have no patience for this fantasy for this man's fantasy that's just playing out in this village uh i, I thought it was quite uh interesting to see that because it's in the end it's bookended like it's almost like when the fantasy ends it's almost like bookended by a song that's sung about death it's like veedu varai uravu veedi varai manevi kaadu varai pillai kadaisi varai yaro in the sense that like he's like there is really no uh, uh there is no togetherness here right like and so that uh that that idea of like if you are if you stick purely with the rational there is no way to transcend the walls that you build for yourself you have to use this bit of fantasy to transcend uh, all of these imaginary constraints that the rational world puts on you i thought it was like a very interesting takeaway from the film for me like even that last shot of by the way uh, I, I, there's a couple of things in the last shot that i want to talk about one is this whole worry i i didn't i by the way i've stayed very far away from all of the twitter conversations or like the the general film you know connoisseur conversations about this film because i have one i hadn't seen it and so i didn't want to be influenced uh to uh, uh i uh, uh i really i really feel like i usually have my own take on on leisure's film so uh i i try to uh, i tried not to read uh, reviews before i uh before i watched the film the the the, the it is the, there is no explaining what happens at the back end of the film like there, there is no explanation for why sevela the dog is running behind the bus like you can interpret it whatever you want it's just a, da- a dog running behind a, a dog chasing a car or a dog chasing a bus or it is that the dog knows that sundaram is leaving forever now uh so th- there's that and then even more inexplicably the title runs with like it, it there is the, the the back of the bus says sarathi pictures by tilagan or something like that and then the, on the titles there's old photographs of tilagan's troupe performing plays and i'm like why is this there like this is no like if you want inexplicable that's really inexplicable there is a there is a random character actor from malayalam reference and pictures from his plays running along with the titles which makes no sense to be at all <laughs> so uh, i don't think uh, if people find the if people want explanations for what actually happened in the movie like i don't think they're going to get it because i don't think that's what lejo was shooting for explainability was not what he was <laughs> shooting for when he made this film i wanted to add this information that i read online i'm not sure i'm not familiar but Uh, the photographs at the end are a kind of tribute to tilagan because tilagan apparently directed plays for the theater troupe that lijo's father ran or something so i think that's the i mean that oh okay so it's an homage got it yeah got it, yeah, okay. yeah apparently i i yeah, not yeah, yeah. yeah that's what even i i read and it's yeah it's completely through uh, uh, like like uh, some somebody mentioned it on twitter about uh, ajay's father um uh, have a 
uh, doing it. And then, and then uh, the other thing that I read was uh, on, 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 on religious maternal side, uh, uh, they, they are Tamil, so he's very familiar with it. And uh, his maternal grandfather is actually uh, called James. Uh, and uh, which is something I think Harish said in an interview. But but but, but uh, going back to what you said, Deepak, uh, I'm actually very uh, surprised. Um, uh, even even like I, I'm like like because because I write and I, I we do this podcast. I I generally go for uh, reading anything uh, about the film uh, by someone else after whether I, after I watched or after I've written or something myself. But I've actually, uh, uh, I'm surprised that it's, it's been pretty muted um, uh, with uh, re- reactions to this film because um, uh, like, like all of us think uh, this is um, a, a pretty great film and it's a, it's a sort of a, a, a miraculous thing to exist and it's something that is uh, released in January but it's already like it's going to be in everyone's <laughs> a list by the end of the year or something like that. Um, but um, but, but uh, for for that kind of a film, uh, uh, there has there haven't been uh, that big a conversation uh, 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 in, in, at least uh, you know in, in 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 the mainstream spaces. That's what at least I I I see because even even when it released, I, it, it didn't it didn't get the same uh, day uh, release in in Tamil Nadu because you know its release clashed with Pongal and the, the Tamil releases they usually grab the theaters. Um, but I don't know if uh, Srikant uh, has the similar observation, but I, I at least thought that uh, the the film did not exactly deserve the, 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 I hate to use this word again, but the kind of discourse that it deserved. Uh, maybe after Netflix, it will, and it's probably having, but even then, I thought it's it sort of, um, sort of in a very quiet manner. Um, what I observed was that, um... There were very few reviews from up north, uh, except for Anupama Chopra, who had a very nice review. Very little uh, from the national media, uh, but uh, but I did see quite a few in the south, or, or rather websites and media focused on the south. And one thing I've uh, I must say that every single review from I mean the ones with signature to the most anonymous tweets to the most SEO hunting uh, like website stuff. They've all been insightful. I mean, they've all had some insight to provide, which is kind of amazing. And maybe it's a reflection of uh, how good the film is. So, uh, but yeah, but, but I do agree that the film probably didn't get as much attention as it could have used. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the explanation is there in the Sirgari Tiruvarachal songs. Irukkum Illada <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh, so yeah, the the the, the myth, I, I want to just close with one aspect on the mythology part because the 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 opening shots of the film, right? You cannot tell if they are in Tirichandur or Parini or in Velangani. Because the what is in what it's that opening scene showcase to me is right it is so consistent the experience of going to any large worshipping area in uh, in the south of india i don't know about the north of india i think the north of india is quite different in south of india it's just it is so much the same it's like a trash of motels and eateries then there is the central place and the way that the people are sort of 
expressing their gratitude is all the same like motta adikirudu tharaki fulla sandram pusikirudu like you know like all of the things that they are doing the god may change but the the way that people observe their like sort of like observe their religion or sort of the, the things that they do hasn't really materially changed you are either giving your hair to murugan or you are giving your hair to the 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 mother mary in the basic yeah, card yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like it doesn't really yeah. matter like you know like the the way that it shot i thought i thought it was quite fantastic it's a it's a great and, it, and it with the song right the, yeah yeah, yeah. uh it, it underlines sort of the like what it's going for from a mythology perspective like right at the outset is like don't uh, don't pigeonhole me as a christian filmmaker <laughs> you know? yeah and it's also it also is inherent in the um, in, in the velankani myth itself i mean velankani attracts people of all stripes and then uh, like nagur darga it except for those let's say staunch hindus or christians or whatever most people uh, practice a vernacular uh, form of religion where everything goes so uh, if if you if you are like if you have some desire or if you have some prayer you just have to go to either velankani or nagur darga or whatever temple tirchandu and people just do that and there is this permeability that's there in everyday life of most of the people and um, yeah i think it's uh, yeah velankani is one reflection of that and this film um is about these kind of porous faiths where one blends into the other and so on um there's one question that i want, uh, wanted to ask uh, shrikant actually actually more, more like uh, two uh, particular topics one is uh, all of them be- do belong to a uh, to, to to a drama troupe and uh, it's um uh, that is um I, i was really wondering uh, like i was thinking on the significance of that and uh, i mean basically, basically the acting we did talk about uh, uh, acting itself uh, and and the other thing is um, of, of course the, the one of the uh, one of the plays that they are doing is it's ordered up and and there is uh, in some sense uh, a, a ghost of gr when in, in this film at least uh, that i feel like that you have the, the the sort of a magic realism of estapan uh, or you have the the the, the village committee as like like in order to itself uh, is is that something that, uh, that 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 occurred to you or is that something that 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 is something uh, uh, something uh, you can ex- explore in this film um yeah definitely one thing is oriyadtho uh, i mean i am only familiar with the aravindan film but i suspect uh, the reference at the end was to probably a play which Uh, of, 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 yeah yeah possibly or 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 i i thought i mean yeah maybe the play itself but it right. in, in the film is the play done by that group right yeah right but yeah. there is a pointedly aravindan like quality um, because uh, there is the film is marked by a certain kind of messianism uh, which is amplified by the uh, again the z axis what i mentioned i mean you see mamuti just barging in through the doors and then there is always this Uh, this figure of the man who emerges from the uh, vanishing point and then he's always the process of coming and then for uh, for the family of sundaram he is like a messiah who's just come back after resurrection and so on um so uh, uh, which is kind of uh, yeah which ties to films like estepen and kumartin in curious ways i think that my favorite shot in the film there's this parallel shot of the two women 
and the children entering the frame, one from the left and the other from the right, coming and sort of like trying to console their mothers in the middle of this really odd situation. And I'm the first, it's it's a beautiful image. It's so it like it just refuses to leave my mind. But I'm still sort of overall processing what this film is trying to say about the two women who stand in some senses as sort of the the extremes of this fantasy, right? Like the North and the South Poles of this fantasy. Uh, the, the, they set the magnetic field around which James stays Sundaram or James stays, James returns to being James and all that stuff. And I, like, I just, I'm still trying to unpack that. And I, maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's probably a question for the both of you. Uh, what are your thoughts on, I thought they were, I thought everybody's acting was like, just technically everyone was great, but I'm still trying to unpack what the film is trying to say about, about the women and the children. Um, yeah, uh, here, I think those two characters, are, I think the crucial, the most crucial points of view, uh, because on one hand, we have uh, Sundaram's mother, who's like convinced that Sundaram has come back. She has no doubts. That's like almost like the zero degree of faith. And on the other, on the other hand, you have the villagers who are convinced that it's not Sundaram and James is just acting up. And between these two are these two transitional points of view of um, uh, of the two wives who are kind of waiting in a, in a kind of um, yeah waiting for things to happen in, in a really uh, believing and pious way and uh, i do think that uh, their points of view in some ways imitates ours because uh, we 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 suspend our disbelief and kind of go with that and at some point we also want the situation to kind of resolve itself either one way or the other so uh, uh, I do think that there's a very crucial, uh, they represent crucial points of view because James's wife is somebody who's at the doorstep of another woman and uh, Sundaram's wife is somebody who never leaves her household. So these two points of view are like complementary in some ways. And I also think that there is like this uh, two triangles of infidelity that they bring into picture. One thing is that James is basically walking into the bedroom of another woman and uh, and I do think, I mean, the film doesn't go there, but there is like a suggested but suppressed uh, sexual element in the film because, I mean, after all, there is the question of desire is invoked on the part of Sundaram's wife. She, the first thing that, that she does on his appearance is that she goes and looks at the picture and then she smells his shirt and so on. And then she finally says, Nanu Manishidana, I'm also a human being and so on. And the brother-in-law brings in this, this kind of sexual suspicion when he says that that means you're like you're you're i mean you're you're being a too good a host for this guy who claims to be sundaram and on this on the one hand there is james sundaram split between two households and there is on a, on the other hand uh, sundaram's wife who's between uh, split between two prospective husbands uh, because the the brother in law played by uh, namo narayana he he's kind of promised this woman who is, whose husband has run away. And then she says that, I mean, you people decide something and then should I kind of abide with that? And then um, Sundaram returning in some way is a reassurance that that uh, alliance will not form. It's for him to, uh, it's for, in a way, he has kind of saved, in quotes, um, 
this poorly from this fate of being married off to another guy who who he, she probably doesn't like and uh, yeah the the reason i talked about the suppressed sexual element was that i mean he of course he stays overnight but the film obviously doesn't imply that but call this speculative fan fiction or whatever but i do think that there is an potential possibility of a, of whatever uh, sundaram giving her a child or whatever it is that that the film makes space for but it doesn't go there so for from poorly's point of view sundaram's return is a kind of assurance that she can live live the life that she wanted without being uh, kind of um, intruded upon and intruded upon by the other villages and uh, from um, sally's point of view that's the wife of james it's, it's 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 just a question of i mean her faith and she's just returning uh, waiting for her husband to return so i, I do think these two women provide crucial transitional points of view for us to kind of share and work our way through yeah and it's interesting because the reason they go to velangani is because of the sun right like ah, right. Is, and so like they he is the person who sets the sun is the person who sets all of this in motion uh, like pungurli or like uh, sundaraman pungurli's daughter uh muttu i think her name is yeah, yeah muttu is the one who sort of has the larger speaking role in the film yeah. but the story is actually set off by the by the son by the boy and so <laughs> i i just it just feels interesting to me where the kids are responsible in some senses for the father you know like just going through the looking glass adi go ahead yeah that's what i was going to say that the thing is uh, you have this point of view of um um uh, the james wife having uh, done this trip after a long time and she, she uh, and 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 the, the very first uh, introductory scene of both her and mamuti about uh, james you have uh, her uh, them talking about uh not having made this trip in such a long time and 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 it's um, and you you always get the 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 weight of that feeling uh when something like this has happened uh uh with her that she's made this trip after all these years and only for uh, only for uh, her to lose uh, her husband to so to speak and and then and then on, on the other side you have uh, ramya panyan's uh, character um Uh, completely in a in a in a, in a, in a uh, sort of a uh, uh, she's really uh, can, can she, she she really cannot come to terms with it or she, she really or, or she, sorry she's trying to come come to terms with it uh, you have this this the couple of scenes that she goes into the, uh, their room and she opens the cupboard and she looks at the old photographs or something and we don't get to see anything we just see her um, and 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 those those, those shots were like really effective in 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 conveying what what these characters are feeling and and you always have these shots of uh, like we spoke about the doors and uh, windows we have the uh, you always have uh, from uh, sundaram's house uh, from inside sundaram's house to out, outside where um uh, the, the the mother and son are are, 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 are like forever waiting but but you uh, you rarely have a, a scene from the other side you don't have a scene from um the son and the mother uh, that looks into the inside you, you always have people coming outside and looking at them um that that i thought was pretty uh, very intentional to, to have that that shot and uh, th- that moment that you speak of when she looks at the photograph and smells the shirt and so on uh, that's where i think the whole i think yeah just before she returns the shirt 
you hear the excerpt from Ratha Kanni where uh, where the wife is lamenting that my husband has called me a prostitute oh, yeah. and so on. So there is this sense that Sundaram abandoned Puvali um, or Pungurali uh, in 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 in. in a way and then maybe suspected her of infidelity or something the film doesn't spell it out but there is the suggestion that there is um, sundaram has left um pungurli and then maybe his brother has something to do with that right i mean here i, I must point the way um lejo is uh, using these agitated characters as breaking the rhythm of the film uh because without these characters without these extremely physical gestures of falling down and then the dance and and all those the, the guy who's worried that he has to open the shop the film's rhythm might have been a little more monotonous and sedate and uh, these kinds of like points or or punctuations of physical humor and agitation kind of mix up the rhythm in some ways again i, I mean all this intellectualization aside i for me this is a film that really kind of goes into um really tricky and complex emotional territories uh, i mean i like imayao and 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 the three or four lijo films i've seen but i definitely wouldn't want to see them see one minute of them again it, for for me it's kind of it kind of puts me in a very um i don't know uh, not so good mood so but nanpagal neratham aikam it the kind of uh, reversals of mood which is yeah which he has done before but here it's so uh, so affecting for example the way he um, uh, he kind of alternates humor and pathos in within span of seconds is incredible given the general slowness of the film for example as you mentioned aditya there is this big showdown scene where he's he's broken that nobody's accepting him he's on the floor and then there is a very comic uh, interruption of that by the nirma ad which is par for the course the tamil cinema you would expect that and then immediately there is the voice of the mother who says sundaram come home and then uh, it's like there's such a beautiful moment where she is affirming the fact that everybody else is denying and sim- similarly at the end where he says poem will it go back home and then you have this very funny needle drop of whatever adi atamanna and then we are all laughing and then again it's like you have the shot of the mother crying and which is for me the most moving shot of the film and Uh, these reversals of tone and t- texture is like just masterful in this film yeah the one thing that i want to uh, i wanted to point out and i don't know if this is a this is a red herring or if it is a, just a error or if it is purposefully done i just wanted to leave with this one point which sort of talks about how this film is constantly playing with you as a viewer right mm. the shot where James as Sundaram goes to get a haircut right to the barber's house uh and he sees someone else come out of who he thinks is a regular barber's house and he says miles amenge and the the new person says our sitar massage and then you cut to the shot of the of mamuti looking at the at the picture of the person who's passed away that's mounted on the wall and if you look under it it doesn't say mailsami it says malaychani and i so i i actually this is the one scene that i paused and rewound and watched again because he's already in a state of 
he's already in a state of like reverse reversing from his dream right like because the people are treating him poorly so he's wondering what's going on and then i don't know if this missing this sort of like the the fact that he calls malai chami mail sami is a purposeful error or whether this is like it, or this had, that's done specifically so that it heightens quote and quote sundaram's own identity crisis whether he's james or sundaram right and i think like that it's a it's a and then of course the mirror is put in front of him and he's like okay this is not this is not my face uh so this constant playing this constant playing with the, the uh, playing of the audience and sort of like keeping them in the uncertainty of keeping them in the uncertainty zone right like very much in sort of a dream state you know there is no logic to be applied here i cannot certainly say that uh, sundaram calling him mail sami is not a mistake like it's not a mistake in the film it could be a mistake that sundaram made in the context of the film also so this constant playing with the audience and keeping them in this dream like keeping them within the dream state of the film is quite masterful and i think that's why i i that's why i said the point of like you can leave all of the subtext you can leave all of the movie references all of that stuff out and it's still a very very enjoy disconcerting but enjoyable watch and so i i would strongly recommend that uh you watch this film and you watch this film in if you missed it in the if you can in for some reason if they do decide to re-release the film in theaters please watch it in theaters i suspect it's great uh, if you watch it in like the larger screen but uh it it's pretty good even uh, i'm watching it on netflix as well um yeah i just want to affirm what deepak said this idea of uh, interpreting every small element of the film i think to kind of decode the film with every uh, where every element is kind of harmonized and explained away is probably the worst uh, form of viewing the film or viewing any film here there are so many aspects that are just um, are not determined by the central conceit i mean for example there there is a character who says uh, when they're on the lookout for uh, sundaram there's a character who just comes up to the uh, searching people and says motor na vandu koyambathoor ku poirukku motor rennal kapram varum or something like that i mean it's 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 it means nothing you don't have to interpret anything and the guy who's who's done his nursing in bangalore and then that he's not getting a, a girl for alliance alliance and so on i you don't have to kind of uh, explain it away or iron it down these are just things that are there on the periphery of the film and these are probably completely gratuitous contradictory or whatever and and, and the, the film just embraces them and i think it would be probably better for the viewer also to just treat them as they are yeah and um, and definitely as deepak said uh, if there is uh, a re release or some an uh, uh, opportunity to watch it in in a theater i think just for the the soundscape um, and 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 the, the some of the cinematography uh, in this film it's it's completely worth to watch it on the big screen um, because it's really uh, um, um, for sensory experience uh, both visual and oral um and and I, i think and i believe like i said at the start i think we will be revisiting this film uh, a lot um and uh, i remember there will be uh, a lot return on this film as well uh, in, in the future um and um 
and it's, it's already a, a, a phenomenal achievement in cinema this year. Um, uh, like, I, mean, I think there's something more that I have, I think, already written. But uh, um, so uh, that, that's pretty much what. Um, uh, uh, we discussed in the other part, no? and it's possible that we could uh, talk about it again in, 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 in you know, uh, revisit this film a couple, a couple of times more and uh, have uh, new readings. Um, so, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Srikant, uh, for joining the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, thanks, Deepak. Yeah, yeah, don't thank me, man. <laughs> I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll be back with a new episode soon. Thank you. Goodbye.